for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. The conversation continues with Brian McLean and Steve Hook at State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, we are back with Hour 2 of State of the Nation. I am Steve Hook. Now, Brian Hesher McLean has been on assignment, but every now and again, we can break. he can break free, and he does that now, and he joins us live from California, the uh, the not-so-free state of California, Brian Hesher McLean. Hey, Hesh, what's happening, brother? It's so good to see you, man. Yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas. No, we're not quite there yet, but after yesterday's show, I got to say Merry Christmas, Steve. Great to see you. Uh, yeah, interesting out here in California. Every day I learn some new things going on out here. But hey, it's have, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for holding the show down. Oh, you know it, brother. We're looking forward to you getting back in studio with us. But I want to, you're in California. And what I was doing was I was perusing the news for the craziest, most insane California story that I could hit you with. And I think <laughs> this one ranks, this one ranks right up there. Uh, this is from Craig Bannister of uh, uh, CNS News. So that's a division of uh, uh, Media Research Center. Um, but listen to this. The Biden administration has announced that it is giving $3.01 billion in taxpayer money to a failed California electric train project that was originally launched uh, launched in 2008. It's nearly four times more expensive than originally projected. Uh, and it has yet to produce a single inch of track. Now, let me just give you some. Let me just give you some of the the deets on this. Here was the original proposition and the myth. They said that the high speed rail, and you'll recall, Gavin was all about this, would cost about thirty three billion dollars in total. Well, now the estimated cost is one hundred and twenty eight billion dollars before completion and that means it's going to be even more than that another myth but presented as fact to california and u.s taxpayers frankly because we're going to all pay for this high-speed rail will allow travel from los angeles to san francisco in about two and a half hours for about 50 bucks a person sounds great right well in 2015 a los angeles times study estimated the cost of the trip would be at least 83 dollars back when the cost was uh, back then and the cost was expected to be uh four times lower and the new cost plus inflation means a ticket will probably be well over a hundred dollars and then finally a high-speed rail will attract billions of dollars in private investment in 15 years since the project was first announced and launched in 2008 not one single dime of private investment has come forth and now biden's going to throw another three billion dollars into this railroad, well, I would say bridge to nowhere, railroad to nowhere, but it hasn't been built yet, so we really don't know where it's going. They haven't even laid down a foot of track. What do you think about that? Absolutely amazing, isn't it, Steve? I actually have a friend, a <laughs> uh, big shout-out to my friend Dick Rubin, who uh, works on this project out here in California. So uh, on a personal note, I'm happy to see his employment will continue for a while. <laughs> But uh, as far as California goes and the, you know, the utility of all that, that, that whole concept, I mean, it's a wonderful concept, Steve. I got to say, if I could get on, I mean, I, I would have used to have thought if I could go to San Francisco, hop on a speed train and be to L.A. in a couple hours, that would be great. 
that would be worth it. But at this point, I don't even want to go to San Francisco. Who wants to go? San Francisco is empty. I mean, is yeah. there is there a reason for people to be going from San Francisco to L.A. other than for fun, enjoyment, and you know, visiting people? Uh, I don't know. It's it's really kind of a. It's I, I don't know, Steve. I think this is a massive, massive self-licking ice cream cone of croniness. Uh, and, yeah. you know, gruesome nuisance. He's great at uh, signing those bills to keep these things coming. So I don't know. Maybe it'll turn into something. But it sounds to me like California is going to fall apart before that uh, system could be taken advantage of in a way that, you know, would have been useful a decade ago. Yeah. And I mean, in that just always the way too. When this was first announced in 2008, everybody said, well, that's pretty good. You know, we know that they do this in Japan to great success, um, but we're not Japan. And I don't know, to your point, what 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 is the point of going from San Francisco to L.A. or or vice versa? If I lived in L.A., I wouldn't be traveling north. I'd be traveling west. I'd be going to Vegas or something uh, if I'm yeah. looking for fun. Let's go dodge the piles of crap on the sidewalks in San Fran. I mean, uh, I just think it's, I just, I just think it's crazy. Yeah, it makes no sense. And, and, you know, you, you talked about the price of the ticket, right? So they estimate the price of the ticket back in, you know, whatever the, the mid two thousands, early two thousands, that means nothing now. That means nothing here. Everything is so expensive. I mean, we literally skipped a meal last night so that we could just go out for appetizers and a drink because everything's been so expensive. But guess what? You get two rounds of drinks and one appetizer at a place that's halfway decent in California. That's a C note. That's a hundred bucks. Wow. That's 120, 120 by the time you tip out. So, I mean, everything here is crazy expensive, Steve. I mean, it is ridiculous everywhere we go and there's remember we had that amazing guest that was talking about prohibition recently there's prohibition on weird things here like menthol cigarettes of all things it's like go ahead and kill yourself with cigarettes but don't buy those menthol ones yeah yeah because they they say that it's a flavored cigarette and therefore it's going to attract kids because we all know that kids enjoy nothing more than a Long pull on a menthol cigarette. Yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah, but we're happy to we're happy to sell those uh lemon punch flavored alcohol drinks. That's no problem, but those those menthol cigarettes gotta be terrible. <laughs> All right, listen, we're gonna do a quick liner here. Uh Ash, stick around because I know you've got some more stories to tell us about. Hey, for all the latest community events, rallies, marches, festivals, and fundraisers happening in your area. Well, you can find them at the What's On events calendar at TNT Radio website. That's tntradio.live. Stay in touch on TNT Radio. Conversations to inform and include. It's meant for everyday people to understand. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay. All right. So so anyway, let's get back to, uh, I wanted to give you a couple of more uh facts about this rail now I, I, we're going to talk about something else i know but i just th- this is just too funny what the uh th- this is what biden said biden made the announcement this past friday that he's given the money promising that the project will quote will ultimately produce high speed all electric transit that produce zero emissions aha here, here you see here's the <laughs> catch uh and it will be powered 100 by renewable energy 
and add 170 miles, uh, 71 miles of track extending the rail line between Bakersfield and Merced. What Biden failed to mention, however, is that the project was supposed to add 1,955 mi- uh, miles of track, more than 11 times the new estimate. Uh, it, and then it, it goes on to say here, this is Representative Doug uh, LaMalfa from, uh, he's a Republican, California. He goes, this computer train, or this commuter train isn't even high speed. Uh, is it, It's at least 13 years behind schedule and will now cost four times the original price that was promised <laughs> to voters. I mean, it's, you know, I, the old adage is as California goes, so goes the nation. God, I hope not, man. Just, yeah, well, I hope the nation. I hope the nation's paying attention, Steve, to this giant, like sucking vortex of taxpayer dollars right here, broken promises, lies, and all this stuff about renewable this and that. Are you kidding me? I'm here helping my dad move, and the only reason we have to move is because the infrastructure here sucks so bad that when it snows or when it rains or when the wind blows, the power turns off at his house. The power turns off all over the place here. We've had entire towns burned down because of their crappy power system. We've seen PG&E raise the price 13% starting in January. I mean, it's abs- I'm having a hard time keeping the lid on the swear jar here because it's so <laughs> ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And the prices keep going up and the service keeps going down. So it's like for them to say that they're just going to provide this whole new infrastructure, trust us, with all these billions of your tax dollars when they can't even keep the the current infrastructure going uh, when it rains or when the wind blows or when the snow falls. It's it's such a joke. Like, what are you going to be using when the wind turbines are frozen in the winter? What are you going to be using... For, for people like my dad, you know, senior citizens that live out in rural areas that are covered with oak trees and they don't get yeah. any solar energy out there, you know, and neither does the whole county when a storm comes. So, you know, what's going to happen to the high speed rail? Do they have to shut it down every time the wind blows and the rain falls? It's, <laughs> no one should trust this plan at all, clearly. <laughs> you can, you can, the headlines write themselves. I can see a future headline. Commuter train stuck <laughs> 60 miles outside of, uh, you know, San Fran uh, as the power goes out. <laughs> it's just these rolling blackouts and stuff. They're no joke out there. We laugh about it, but God, I really do feel sorry for the people in California. No wonder so damn many of them, including your father, are leaving. Um, let's shift gears here while we got a couple of minutes left here, Hesher. What do you think, brother, about Zelensky coming to D.C. hat in hand with his fatigues on, looking for money. And it looks to me that the Republicans are telling him, go pound sand. We're not doing a damn thing for Ukraine. It does look like they're going to stand solid on this. What do you think? I'm elated. Uh, It's about time. And thank you for not taking 21 years to do that. You know, thank you for not turning it into another Afghanistan. I mean, the thanks might be a little premature. I still am. Uh, not sure that this is going to, you know, wind down, but uh, yeah, tired of seeing American taxpayer dollars going into a fund that has claimed half a million lives from Ukrainians. I think that's just uh, something that needs to stop. Uh, and, you know, so yeah, that's great. I'm glad that the uh, the power politics and the House Republicans are uh, 
standing tall on that, standing firm. I'm, I'm glad you had that to inform me. I haven't been able to keep up with this one this week, Steve. So that's good news in my book. And uh, let's hope they keep it that way. Let's also hope that they keep, um, if they are going to do more of those funds, let's keep it on its own, uh, you know, its own receipt instead of tying it to all these other things that yeah, they try to do. Crap. So. Yeah, this omnibus stuff has got to stop. And it's not that's not even a, you know, a support of any sort of political thing. It's like that just needs to stop hands down. We get all kind mm -hmm. of 10th Amendment violations that come inside of those omnibus bills. And that's just the start. If you were to go through it, you'd find a whole bunch of other constitutional violations. So I think that's pretty cool. That's good news. I, I, I would wager that and I don't know this. I'll have to study it after we get off the air here today. But I'd wager that. Lindsey Graham is none too pleased. We need the money. Yeah. I mean, you know, Lindsey. But uh, but for the most part, Mike Mike Johnson, Speaker Johnson said flat out, not one dime goes to Ukraine until there's a serious, uh, 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 you know, until the White House gets serious about addressing our southern border. Uh, and uh, and I salute him for it. And apparently, some of the even some Republican senators are coming around to that way of thinking. Even McConnell's kind of mentioned it. Although, you know, the way Mitch is and some of these guys, some of these, some of these Senate Republicans are going to get together and say, okay, we won't give you the, what, what he's looking for another 60 some odd billion. We're only going to give you 40 billion. And then we're going to, yeah. yeah, I pray that doesn't happen. Doesn't look like it's going to happen on the house side and uh, they control the purse string. So we'll see. Uh, I know that Senator JD, uh, JB Vance, JD Vance, uh, from Ohio has been very strong on that. So it looks like they're showing a little bit of a testicular fortitude as it were, which is, uh, which All is right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They need more of that on Capitol Hill for sure. And <laughs> Lindsey Graham, I mean, he's had a dog in the fight since the Maidan revolution and lead up to the Maidan revolution in 2014, him and John McCain used to go there and assure various uh, brigades of Azov Nazi style battalions that America had their back and that, that, you know, they could continue to bomb Donetsk and Lugansk and that would be just fine. And that NATO would have their back. You know, I, I don't know what motivates those characters. And uh, I guess uh, John McCain will never be able to tell us, but uh, I think you're right, Steve. I see the motion there. It's about that dollar dollar bill. I'm sure yeah. uh, motivates them. And and Lindsey Graham apparently either I don't know is he a CIA asset? Like what business does he have? Uh, you know, uh, being there and fostering color revolution tactics in a foreign nation like that that's led to such a horrible atrocity. For the Ukrainians, half a million dead, and those numbers are getting old, so it's a lot higher. Than You're not now. kidding. You're not kidding. And listen, I'm going to let you roll because I know you're busy, but I'll just say this. It's not just the the, 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 the death and destruction that has been waged against Ukraine, and frankly, even Russia, too. Yeah, Russia invaded. We get all that. But one thing the media is not talking about in this country is the iron fist with which uh, Zelensky is is ruling over there. He's throwing priests in prison. He's throwing all. I mean, he is. He's a little mini Putin. Everything that he and he's scares a puppet. Of yeah, exactly. It's just like, dude. I mean, come on. I mean, here you are talking about freedom, and we want our freedom. We want our liberty, liberty. And yet he's throwing. Oh, you said a bad word about Zelensky in the gulag. Anyway. In the gulag. That's right. That's right. They're looking at sending women to the front line over there. There's trench warfare happening. 
They have yeah. lost so many people. They've, he's jailed journalists. He's banned other political parties. Uh, if, if this is the democracy that our tax dollars are looking to pay for, we need to seriously decide if we want to be a democracy. Maybe we should go back to being a constitutional republic. Just saying. That, there you go. There's an idea. Brian McLean Hesher, God bless you, brother. You're looking good. You let your hair down. But we miss you here, man. Um, I guess we'll be chatting. With, are we going to be chatting with you again tomorrow? Yeah, man, I'm gonna jump on tomorrow. I got a, I got a little report and some, some, uh, maybe some information that will help people that are moving around the United States. I know a lot of people are fleeing blue states and blue cities right now, so I want to make sure that you're armed with the knowledge that you need uh, to move and know what you're expecting because that industry has changed a lot. So I got a report on that, and I got a report, a report from CDF Cal Fire tomorrow. I'm gonna bring to Steve. You got it, brother. Hesher, thank you, bro. We'll talk to you soon. Tell your dad we said hello, and we'll welcome him to the state of free uh, Texas here before long. So we'll chat with you tomorrow, right. brother. You have a good one. See you now. Thank you. Uh, all right, man. You got it. There he goes, Brian McLean. Hesher, uh, he'll be back again tomorrow. And we'll be back after this break. We're on uh, State of the Nation on TNT Radio. Stick around because Gene Valentino joins me next on State of the Nation on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. Take us back in time. And who was Mike Flynn? He was the national security advisor to the president. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming president of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's going to protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. This moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism or you're talking about communism, socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism. But the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We have multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone rogue. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. 
So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat. People will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com Our next steps to space. This time we go back to the moon to learn to live, to work, to invent, to create. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, we are back on State of the Nation. I'm very happy to welcome to the show Gene Valentino. Uh, Gene is a GOP political strategist, host of the Truthcast podcast, also a former county commissioner in Florida, now, Gene, first of all, hello, sir. Welcome to the show. It's great to see you again, my man. Um, and my wife the, re- and my wife reminds me I put my pants on the same way everyone else does. <laughs> you have a wife to remind you of that too, huh? Me too. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Gene. The obvious uh, there's obviously election interference going on here, everywhere from uh, Federal prosecutors to partisan corrupt DAs. We're talking about Letitia James, Fannie Willis, and we can't forget special prosecutor Jack Smith, who is trying to uh, speed uh, speed up this trial so we can get it in before the election in hopes of getting a conviction, which, of course, in hopes would help Joe Biden. I don't know that there's any hope there. But what do you think about this? the weaponization of politics and the ugly nature it has taken with all of these just, for my money, BS charges against Trump. Uh, what, what's your take on all of this? Yeah, and uh, 95% of the pollings uh, said they find a narrative that Trump says is a dictator, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he can be a dictator like he said tongue-in-cheek for one day and then uh, – and then uh, do uh, the due process. Uh, I'll tolerate him for one day as dictator. That uh, pales in comparison to three years of Joe Biden's dictatorship and the things that have slipped through the operations of government, sight unseen by most of us, and um, have caused us some of the perils and problems we're facing. What do I think about it? I think it is a breach of the system of our government the abuse of our government of our democratic constitutional republic a misuse of it steve to cause us to spend more time trying to repair things instead of focusing on what we can do correctly and it, it's driving me crazy because we've talked about it in different senses in the past remember dr malone and his concept of mass formation psychosis this notion that we uh, that 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 these transformations going on are uh, are to be accepted. Uh, free speech. I'll tell you when you have your free speech. Until then, you just play along. I mean, yeah. It, it, it's. I hope I answered your question, but it's just a a time we're going through uh, that has revealed itself as being unstable because many of us learning what our government was is all about has not been the government you and I were uh, taught and uh, trained to understand here in the United yeah. States of America. And I had to go to Latvia, Riga, Latvia, 
uh, on the board, one of the Baltic states uh, a few weeks ago on the border of Russia, only to find out from the Latvians just how much they appreciate America and our concept we take for granted called democracy. They envy us. They are uh, they are uh, look at the um, Russian invasion of Ukraine, Steve. And it's like ripping a scab off a wound to them because yeah. they were under that Stalin uh, uh, autocratic control of USSR at the time, uh, up to about 1953 when Stalin died. And um, uh, uh, they they just celebrated when I was there, their 106th um, uh, anniversary of independence and they speak english better than most here in the united states they're articulate and they're uh they speak so fluently and are proud of their english language and yet on a on a snap of a finger they revert into their latvian slavic culture drawl and when they're talking amongst themselves it's a it's a culture unto itself i had to go to the russian border to appreciate the united states of america how about them for apples yeah well i tell you what that's that that's very telling uh you know i i tell everybody that'll listen gene i said the new normal ain't normal uh we're <laughs> just i'm not I, i'm kind of sick of the new normal and you know what scares me i tell you what I, i'm gonna pose this to you then we're gonna take a quick break for a headline and we'll come back and let you answer it but here's what i fear i fear that we're going through this cycle gene where every four to eight years everything that was done in the previous four to eight years is going to be undone and then it's just a never-ending circle of partisan gamesmanship, uh, lawfare, and and just partisanship, the likes of which we haven't seen. And it, I, I lay a lot of that at, at Obama's feet, quite frankly. But that seems yeah. to be part of the new normal. Now let's take there a quick go. break. Let's take a quick break for a headline. We'll come back and we'll get your take on that. You're listening to say and watching, perhaps State of the Nation on TNT Radio. We'll take a quick headline break and be back with Gene Valentino after this. Good news, people. Now, TNT Radio News. Here Here is your headline. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Israeli troops are encircling Hamas's last two strongholds in northern Gaza, according to Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant. Australian businesses are now legally required to proactively prevent sexual harassment and discrimination in the workplace following new regulations that have come into effect. UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak presented witness evidence to the ongoing COVID inquiry yesterday, defending his Eat Out to Help Out scheme and his decision to reopen retailers instead of schools. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. Okay, we are back with Gene Valentino. Gene, before the headline, I made that uh, comment that I think that we seem to be in this cycle uh, where we're just undoing everything. I mean, it's no, it's you know, it's no secret that when when Biden got into office, he undid basically everything that Trump did, wh- whether it was on the border, whether it was foreign policy, whether it was economic policy, domestic policy, social issues. He undid all of it. 
I think it's going to lose him the election, hopefully. But are we? Is is that the new normal? Are we ever going to find a a a, a uh, common ground in this country again, or is the left just completely taken over the Democrat Party, and that's where we're going to be from now on? I think the Soros culture that invaded our judiciary and prosecutorial uh, arms of government with uh, attorney generals and prosecutors that are now being replaced with more conservative uh, folks that uh, are not do not have the Soros bent that weren't funded by Soros uh, is one sign that things that this is not the new norm as you say Steve the other reason is is that this has been perpetrated through the Clinton administration, uh, the Obama administration, uh, in comes, um, and that includes Biden, of course. But this buildup of a deep state structure has been something that has been pervasive over the years. This didn't just happen. I will blame the Republicans for allowing it to build up. Uh, people think I'm a conservative Republican. I lend, I lean that way. But the fact is, uh, the Republicans need a good spanking for allowing certain things to go too far in the other directions. The Democrat Party is in a very bad place right now. This is my observation. They're now more worried about their future, not Joe Biden's. And while the House of Representatives considers a vote this week to uh, on impeachment inquiry, Biden gets help from who? Hillary. Why didn't Biden get help from Obama? (laughs) Uh, 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 Biden's boss. Why didn't why didn't uh, Biden get help from Obama? Why did he have to go to and get a million dollars out of Hillary recently? And what does Hillary think? She's the savior to Biden's uh, transgressions? Yeah, exactly. uh, How about this guy, Jamie Raskin, that um, U.S. congressman, the Democrat from Maryland, quietly meeting with the GOP lawmakers in an effort to uh, uh, quash this impeachment inquiry. Hey, Jamie, I got news for you. It's underway, bud. You're not going to be able to reverse anything on that. Lawmakers on the news today are talking about the final rules getting put in place to make sure it's a just impeachment inquiry. Something Nancy Pelosi didn't do in her rant to try to take down Trump. Yeah, you're not kidding. And you know something you mentioned, you mentioned that the uh that this has been this this didn't just start with Biden. I agree with you. I'd say I it did start to a degree it started with Clinton, but one thing about Bill Clinton even though he has the morden, uh, you know, the morals of a garden slug, uh, he was at least politically pragmatic. I don't know how his wife would have been as commander in chief in POTUS. I she probably wouldn't have been nearly as pragmatic as as, as Bill was. But certainly, when 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 uh, when Obama came into office, he uh, uh, he went full tilt to the left. And of course, recently, uh, Gene, the video has been making the rounds of Obama saying several years ago that his dream job would be to be the president where he could just sit back and do it all from behind a cloak of darkness and basically just live my life and not have to deal with the press and just have somebody else in there as a figurehead. Boy, he kind of telegraphed the Biden administration, it sounds like. Well, that's true. And I I would say on your comment about Garden Slug Bill, 
his wife runs a close second then because uh, she's playing all sorts of games that go back to this. Here, I just have it, hand, have it handy. You remember this feature story in the New York oh, Post? Oh, yeah, the 51 Spies. Yep. The 51 Spies Who Lied. Leading the escapade is the John Brennan and James Clapper, head of the CIA and NIS and NSA. The um, These two guys were conspiring, conspiring with 49 others. Democrats in lockstep without rhyme or reason. Hey, by the way, including one of the Clintonistas' own, Leon Panetta was one of those. Oh, so that's correct. Yeah. Intelligence experts who falsely discredited Hunter Biden's laptop and still won't say I'm sorry. They said <laughs> that that laptop was a Russian conspiracy, and they think it still is. Now, let me ask you a question. Is that Obama acting in a vacuum? Is that uh, Biden acting in, in a vacuum? Is that uh, maybe a deep state conspiracy under the uh, uh, puppeteering of a George Soros going back an extra decade? There was a deep state conspiracy that was building up over the decades that put us to where we are now. So to your original question, Stephen, I think it's a good one, is no, I don't think we're on. We're um, we're in for more of the same. I think the pendulum is finally swinging back the other way because people are realizing that the deep state and all of these actors were perpetrating a socialistic, autocratic, Marxist, fascist control of this nation, which evidenced yeah. itself during the uh, the the problem with Trump is that they couldn't control him. Yeah. The problem exactly with Trump, right. he was the, he has uh, by fiat or by his own, uh, by default, he's become the head of the Republican party because no one else can see leadership, the willingness to stand up and be a true leader the way he has. If you know, he said this, you know, Gene, I was going to, I was just, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say that I just had Dustin Olson on the, on the air with me. He's a great pollster regular guest on the show and we were talking about it and 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 he pointed out that a year ago the numbers were completely different than they are now and a year later uh the, the people are what what they're doing is whether and some of them may not even know it but they're comparing and contrasting and they may not have liked Trump they may not have liked his Twitter feed they may not have liked this braggadocious attitude and his you know tough guy shtick his New York shtick but when they compare and contrast policy, and it doesn't matter what subject you mention, these days, Trump wins that argument. He wins it big time, and he gets the privilege of asking a fundamental question to the rest of the world. Failure to defend the rights of other people may someday result in your rights not being defended. How many people in this world, outside of a few close allies, have stepped up to help America now during our time of need. Who's helping us with maybe the, the, the silicone uh, chips in manufacturing? Who's helping us out at the southern border? Who's helping yeah. us out doing what's right, not what's popular or financially rewarding? Here we have today President Zelensky from Ukraine, with his handout before Congress and the president asking for money. Has anyone asked or sought an audit or an audit trail 
on the money that we gave the $120 billion that first went to Ukraine? Before you ask me, Zelensky, for more money, would someone look around and tell me where all that $120 billion went? And then I have to remind myself that it was only a few years ago, Joe Biden under Obama was um, telling the the officials in Ukraine, you better fire that um, uh, Victor Shukov. Victor Shukov. You better fire him or uh, we're holding up the billion dollars to you. The same country is now asking for more money from us. And no one has an audit trail on uh, where that money has gone. I think that a lot of Biden's good decision making has been compromised. Uh, And it begs the question of of all of what's going on uh, in House oversight and the judiciary about the uh, uh, America being compromised by the Biden crime family. Well, we're going to find out soon enough. We're going to find out soon enough, Gene. Uh, Listen, before we let you go, and I got to roll because we're coming up on that on that break. uh, Tell us where we can find the podcast. In other words, what I'm telling you, Gene, is it's plug time. What do you got for me, my friend? Uh, It's always good being with you. But folks, Steve, I'll take up Steve up on his offer. www.genevalentino.com. Look for the Gene Valentino's Grassroots Truthcasts and the other panel on our homepage called America Beyond the Noise. We take all of the TNT Radio Live interviews with Steve and we put them in there in date sequence. Please come and uh, subscribe and be a TNT supporter through Gene Valentino's Grassroots Truthcast. God bless, Gene. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to chatting with you again. Have a wonderful evening, man. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right, take care. All right, there he goes. That's Gene Valentino, the great Gene Valentino. You're uh, watching and listening uh, to State of the Nation. We'll be right back. My next guest is Scott Shepard on TNT Radio. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. That's our Fourth Amendment. Thank heavens and the founders that we have it. Why? Well, let's look at Ireland. They're trying to ram through a bill before Christmas that would authorize the Guardi to enter a house and seize any electronic devices they found if the government somehow found something objectionable, whether liking the wrong post on social media, making the wrong comment, or visiting the wrong website. That is the very definition of tyranny, and it's why we fought a war to throw it off. Hopefully, the Irish will figure out the importance of banning government intrusion like this before it's too late for them. And hopefully, we in the United States never lose sight of how important it is to keep the government at bay. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Our beautiful world is changing, withering, dying by the hands of those who don't value nature, even though we all depend on it for life itself. But there is hope. Together with caring friends, the Nature Conservancy can restore our lands, heal our waters, and save 
our wildlife with big solutions only nature can provide. But every day we lose more of the places we love, and we urgently need to save endangered lands, waters, and wild species. The actions we take today will determine the tomorrow we leave to our children and grandchildren. The water they drink, the air they breathe, the beauty they experience. To learn more about how you can help protect and conserve our beautiful world, visit nature.org today. You're with Brian McLean and Steve Hook and State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, well, you know, George Soros is the ultimate real-life Bond villain. We've touched on Soros a little bit uh, earlier in the program. Uh, it seems that he has made it his life work to destroy Western civilization, and leftist leaders throughout the Anglosphere seem to be kind of cheering him on. Very weird. Uh, very, very odd, that, isn't it? Join us. Uh, we're joining us to discuss all this is Scott Shepard. Scott is the is a fellow at the National Center for Public Policy Research. He's also the director of its Free Enter- Enterprise Project, and we welcome him back to State of the Nation. Scott, great to see you, sir. How are you today? Wonderful to see you again, uh, Steve. How have you been? I'm I'm great on this side. Uh, good. I'm doing fine. But I must tell you, Scott, uh, and I know that you've been kind of on this topic a little bit lately, and we touched on it earlier today on the show, George Soros, uh, this guy is an absolute villain. And yeah. I don't understand how he gets away with what he does. I guess money can buy you just about anything. But I mean, this guy could be cast in a Bond movie. He is the ultimate Bond villain, isn't he? Well, I think he's got some uh, he's got some allies uh, or, or com- competition for that position now. You've got that Klaus Schwab clown who runs the World Economic Forum. Uh, uh, Larry Fink, Brian Moynihan, who's the CEO of Bank of America. There's a lot of people. Maybe we'd have to make it a council of 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 evil. But but he's (laughs) definitely uh, should take the top of the table. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I I, I thought Fink was trying to walk some of this stuff back with uh, with 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 BlackRock. He's BlackRock. Isn't isn't that Fink? Yeah, Uh, BlackRock. Yeah, he's BlackRock. I thought he was trying to. Go ahead. No, I, I think you're right. He, uh, in all fairness, um, he 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 does seem he's always squirrely, and then he walks something back and then undoes it. But yeah, uh, BlackRock uh, seems genuinely to be making at least some efforts to come to grips with the reality and to the partisan nature of of quite a bit of its behavior in the last few years. Uh, so so maybe Larry's going to resign from the uh, the round table of evil. We'll see. We can certainly hope so. But George Soros, he, I think he's too old to to uh, do any resigning. And his uh, what he's done is written firmly in the book of fate. Yeah, true. And and his son is no better. I mean, his son has basically said it. I mean, I think he came, his son came out a week or two ago and basically said, if you think my father's on the left, wait till you get a load of me. Another basically kind of saying, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh I know he's that got evil, sorry, he's got all the evil of his dad and all the punchability of his of a millennial. So not great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that uh, Putin said something years ago, and I believe me, I don't carry water for Vladimir Putin, but he was right about one thing. He was right about uh, George Soros. He can't stand the man. 
And uh, I, I, it was a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, he basically said, uh, Mr. Soros is welcome to come to Moscow, but he should know he'll never leave. Uh, and <laughs> Soros hasn't stepped foot in Russia ever since. Maybe that's what we need to do. But my question to you, Scott, is why does Soros have these allies uh, in our own government? The, the, I mean, I know yeah. the money, but but I mean, it is it is he is trying to destroy Western civilization, from what I can tell. Well, I, I think that's absolutely right, and particularly the English-speaking peoples, right? That's uh, Churchill's phrase: the 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 mother the mothers of uh, democracy, of representative government, free enterprise, the 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 societies that absolutely are responsible in the in the first instance and in the continuing instances for the explosion of liberty and prosperity and human happiness uh, on this globe. Not not alone. But uh, to a very great extent, and as initiators uh, of that of that fact, that he wants to destroy it. Now, he had a he had a terrible uh, youth and upbringing. He was Jewish in the Hitler-controlled areas of Europe. He had to make some ugly deals to survive. He probably came out of that with a very warped sense of what open. He constantly uses the term open society, safety. Um, uh, of what that means in the world. And for some reason, he took off against the English-speaking peoples in particular. Uh, and so he, he, you're absolutely right that he's trying to destroy American civilization and free civilization and prosperous civilization. Who knows why? And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to belabor that. But but why there's so many allies? Well, it's because, think about it. He and the, we were talking about the, the round table of evil at Davos. All of that ridiculous crowd genuinely wants to be a global class of nobility that gets to keep their jets and their mansions, uh, and they don't worry about their carbon footprints, but constrain the rest of us to live little lives uh, with, with little uh, chance of seeing the world in small houses, in overcrowded communities, without any chance to, to grow or, or be successful in the ways that they have been successful in their lives. Uh, because they want to control us. And it, it just yeah. simply comes down to that. And everybody understands, and I think George Soros in particular understands, that in order to have that kind of new feudalism or, or whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, develop, you first have to destroy free American people, free English-speaking people, and middle classes everywhere. And so that's what they're trying to do all across the and, you know, when you say that, Scott, I know some people will hear that and they'll think, gee, he's being a little bit hyperbolic here. But no, you're not. No, you're not being at all hyperbolic. I mean, it was only a few yeah, months ago that Klaus... Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. No, it was, it was only a few months ago that uh, that Klaus Schwab, and I agree, he's right there at the uh, the round table of evil, too, said, said to all of his, his compatriots at Davos... The people in this room control the world. I mean, good God, man! I mean, that 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 a bad scriptwriter couldn't have written that any 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 more plainly. And that's where Soros <laughs> is. The the crowd, the things that he wears to those World Economic Forum meetings, he looks like he's trying to look like a comic book villain, and he says the quiet parts out loud all the time. He went on Chinese television and said. You know, the Chinese system is a really great system. 
we we always have to be careful when exporting forcibly exporting systems onto other countries. But this is one of the he has to be careful about forcing other countries to adopt the Chinese system. He doesn't have to be careful about that. That's evil incarnate. He has to not do that. And you consider how much the World Economic Forum pushes equity-based discrimination and intergenerational guilt and, and uh, race guilt. Well, his dad was an actual, genuine, honest-to-God Nazi. And if we're going to start with racial and intergenerational guilt, let's have that guy kicked entirely out of out of the uh, out of polite human uh, uh, civilization, not trying to demand that the rest of us bow to his will and 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 own nothing and like it. Yeah, and that was of course his famous book, "You'll own, or his famous line, "You'll own nothing and be happy." Yeah, it does so, seem it does seem Scott that 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 all of these players that you have mentioned, they, they really do kind of want a a caste system for the globe, don't they? I mean, they want exactly. us all to be like India, where uh, if you're an untouchable, you will never rise above that rank. And by the way, if you're middle class or upper middle class or striving to become middle class, uh, cash in your chips because you're not going any damn where. 15-minute cities but, and all the rest of it. That's absolutely right. The bastion of, of freedom everywhere and always is the middle class. If you have a huge, thriving middle class, that can rise up into the upper class if it works hard and has the right chances and wishes to. Um, that's great, and that's to strive for. <clears throat> but uh, you you can't you can't achieve neo feudalism with a middle class. Of course, feudalism didn't have any middle class at all. And so these yeah. clowns have to and, and desire to destroy the middle class. And everything that Soros does, particularly in the United States, is designed for that. He funds uh, keeping the borders open. And, and destroying civil society. He funds uh, 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 destroying the integrity of American elections and allowing the left to steal them. He funds the destruction of our cities with DAs who won't prosecute. They'll, they'll prosecute Trumps, but they will yeah. not prosecute actual criminals. And they say that's for the benefit of the minorities in those cities who hurt the worst because of it. All, all up and down the line, these people are purposely, systemically trying to destroy uh, civil societies, destroy liberty, destroy prosperity, so that we live like serfs and they, and I know this sounds, uh, th this sounds like hyperbole, but, but it's true. We live like serfs and they are, are our uh, global masters. And, you know, I I'll tell you, you don't have to look too far here in the States uh, to find our own George Soros and Klaus Schwab's. Just look at Al Gore and John Kerry. I'll never forget when John Kerry was asked, well, listen, if you're so damn concerned about global warming, why are you flying all over the place in a private jet? Why don't you just fly commercial? And he said, well, well a man in my position needs to fly on a private jet. In other words, shut up, plebe. Stupid question. I'm getting in the Gulf Stream and, and, and pack your ass on board the jet blue in the, in the uh, economy section and shut up because pretty soon... We're not even going to let you do that. That's well, that's exactly right. And in weak moments, they all say that. Bill Gates, who really, after the Lolita Express experiences, should stay off any planes at all, he, he said the same thing. He said, look, I have a private jet because I fly around the world and make other people lessen their carbon footprints. So I deserve it. Well, that's, that's again, that's just evil. Yeah.
It really is. Let me let me ask you though, because I, I must say that I, I think that people are kind of. It seems to me now. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. Maybe this is just wishful thinking on my part, Scott. But it seems to me that the globe, especially here in the states, maybe I, I pray God in Europe as well. But it's starting to kind of have an epiphany about all this. They're yep. kind of starting to see it. And it might have something to do with Klaus Schwab wearing this Darth Vader looking outfits at the World <laughs> Economic Forum. I don't know what it is, but people seem to be thinking, man, th- these guys really are, are all about themselves and they're they're lecturing and yet they're taking limos and, uh, and, and, and private jets. Do you think that people are starting to push back against this? Because it, it, I mean, you look at the poll numbers, Biden ain't doing worth a damn right now. What do you think? No, I think that's exactly right. The um, the heart of this lunatic decarbonization uh, process was the center of Europe, Germany and, and France in particular. And in recent German elections, all three of the pro-green, uh, anti-progress and prosperity parties uh, came in last in, in uh, state-level elections in, in uh, Germany. And, and the people of Germany are making it clear that they simply will not permit uh, the deindustrialization de- and impoverishment of their of their country. In Germany, the, um, the there was a, a, a protest just the other day that farmers came in and brought some of the pro the product of their of their herds and dumped them on the ecology ministry's uh, front steps. Uh, to make it clear that they weren't fans of starving in the dark. Uh, the, the Dutch just elected, is it Geert Wilders? I can't remember exactly his yeah, name. Yeah, Geert Wilders. Yeah, uh, a, a fairly libertarian guy who's with the farmers in, in the Netherlands who want to, I don't know, keep their jobs and keep people fed. Uh, we've got the fella down in Argentina, the, um, the, the, the self-proclaimed libertarian. Uh, so I think that that we're really seeing uh, populations wake up around the world. And what caught Western Europeans, so you remember about 15 years ago, they couldn't stop talking about the dangers of GMO, of genetically modified oh, yeah. food. But that they've completely forgotten about that in proceeding in, in succeeding years because then they wanted, they were all in favor of lab-grown meat because they were worried about the planet. But it turns out that they're worried about that, all of that is, is a, a virtue signaling exercise. I'm not sure why Western Europe is so prone to it. But now that it's it's going to make them terrifically poor and terrifically uh, uh, less able to get ahead and cold in the winter and hot in the summer, now they're thinking better. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because uh, also, you know, European, even more so than uh, in the States here, the European millennial crowd and the, and the Gen Zers, uh, they're the ones throwing soup on masterpieces and stuff. People are starting to genuinely get PO'd about that in Europe, uh, and that's good to see. And I agree with you. With Geert, Geert Wilders uh, and this Melee character down in uh, Argentina, maybe that's a sign of things to come. Scott, listen, we're getting the music means I got to shut up, but give us a plug. Where can we find your work and, uh, and uh, get in touch with you online? Absolutely. We're at nationalcenter.org freeenterpriseproject.org. I try to have a weekly piece at Real Clear Market, so I haven't been, uh, I've been a little busy recently, but but you can expect those regularly in the new year. Get in touch with okay. us and, uh, and help us fight the the corporate, the, the wokeness of corporations and this, uh, this attempt to take down All right. uh, American civilization. 
There we go. Scott Shepard, thank you so much, sir. We'll do it again soon. Take care of yourself, sir. You've been watching State of the Nation and listening to State of the Nation on TNT Radio. Until tomorrow, goodbye.